This Onside Rewind is brought to you by M&S Air Conditioning. Folks, air quality in your home or business is so important now more than ever. Call M&S Air Conditioning right now. Let them install a high-efficiency polarized air filter in your AC unit, and it destroys biological contaminants and improves air quality. Visit M&S Air Conditioning at ac-florida.com. Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Square Circle Digest back. Onside Radio, don't forget. Texas. 844-416-8123. Give us a call. 888-441-4623. Before we went to break, I was talking about Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Check that out on the uh, podcast. Hey, hey Sean, before, yeah. I don't want to break your thought right quick. No, no, Man, listen. Just like you said, before you went to break, I was listening deeply, intensely of everything you were saying. And I have to admit, those guys and females are some true athletes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, it's, I understand it's a little you know, theater into it, but man, um, all the stuff that you just said, going through a table, jumping off this and hitting on thumbtacks and flying through the air, and do you know what type of contortion and muscle and flexibility and strength you will have to have to perform those feats? Man, I, I, I mean, I watched it, I loved it, but today's wrestling is definitely on a whole different level. Those are some true athletes. No, they're, it's, it's become more athletic. I mean, again, back in the day, you had the tough guys, right? It was all about the tough guys and everything else, and then now right, right. It's, it's really got into to athleticism. I mean, when you look at these guys and gals and what they do, and, and again, everybody's going to be like, oh, the table is – they take the, the – the infrastructure out of the tables. So you still you're still falling from a 15 foot ladder. You're still landing on. Yes, you're not necessarily. Sometimes you're landing on cement. We've seen that before as well, right? Yeah, there's padding outside the ring that that does a little bit. But do me a favor, climb up 20 feet, fall, and and hit a little piece of uh, padding. Let me know how that feels, okay? Let me know how that feels. And they do this. Well, they were doing it before the coronavirus, night in and night out. Night in and night out, they were doing this. So all you that can sit there and use the F word, well, I got another F word for you. So looking at the uh, Britt Baker Thunder Rosa, that match there, I want to dive back into this because a little food for thought here, okay? Because AEW has been great at giving us a lot of these matches on TNT for free, right? Which is something WWE doesn't really do, right? They kind of lead up. Vince McMahon's got his business strategy of how he leads up to pay-per-views. And AEW's kind of taken that mold and, and destroyed it and been like, okay, a lot of people aren't liking what WWE's doing. If we do it differently, if we do it differently... They're going to like our product. And so far, that has worked. But my question is this. As it's going forward and into the future, they're doing four pay-per-views right now, four, I believe, maybe five, a year. 
So you're able to throw some of these matches in there. As this grows, and I believe AEW will be growing pretty quickly, as this grows, will that same business model work if they're giving away this style of match? Now, I'm talking about what you saw on Wednesday night. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, basically taking each other out thumbtacks, tables, ladders, chairs. If that is what you're getting for free on AEW TNT, or if they even want to take it over to their YouTube channel, which which I don't think they've done any of that as of yet, it's been very solid wrestling matches. Is that going to be a good business model for them if they're giving this type of match away for free on TV and then ask somebody to pay $49.99 for a pay-per-view that has great matches. Do not get me wrong on this. But when I look back at AEW Revolution and I see this match on AEW Dynamite, that match belonged on AEW Revolution. That match, to me, I would have paid money to watch that. Now I'm playing the result here. But going forward, if they don't have this match or matches possible at this level on the pay-per-view, I got I to gotta look at it and, and wonder what their, their business model is. Because I can tell you this, $49.99 is not that bad a price for a pay-per-view. I didn't really like the timing on the Sunday at 8 p.m. to midnight. The pay-per-view, wrestling-wise, I thought was well worth the money. But as you continue and you grow, and these feuds and these wrestlers, these performers, these entertainers, How do you work that to where you have this style of match for free on TNT? Now, I'm not saying you can't have lights out, unsanctioned matches and some hard-hitting matches. I'm not saying that. But that match right there between those two women, that was pay-per-view worthy. Now, I want to move off that MJF, the pinnacle, started that. He did a promo there, and he showed you exactly why. He's probably the future of AEW, and rightfully so. He can work. He can talk. He has it. There's a reason that he was brought into the inner circle. There's a reason they broke him away from Cody when they did. There's a reason he was undefeated for so long. There's, this is all reasons all being built up. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that he's actually, because Chris Jericho took the pin. In the other matches, I think Wardlow has taken pins. I got to look back and see, but has NJF been pinned yet? 
on AEW TV or pay-per-view? And now he has the pinnacle with FTR, with Sean Spears, with Wardlow. And they're going to be going against the inner circle. Those are some great matchups. Santana Ortiz against FTR. Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara. Sean Spears, Chris Jericho. Sammy Guevara, NJF. Hager, Wardlow. You have so many good matchups, and you can mix and match wherever you want at the, with the tag teams. You can do Santana and Guevara against Harwood and Spears, any, any way you want to go. This is going to be good, and, and I think it will end with a Wargame-style match, which I think they have uh, I think they have the name or they're doing something similar to that. And I think this is going to gear, gear up to that. So I think with MJF, the star is about to shoot to the top with MJF. And I'm here for that because, uh, look, I'm not saying he's the greatest guy, but, hey, when you sit there and you watch what he does, how he does it, how calculated every move he does, everything he does means something, right? And and I go back to this, and this was one of the things – I'll never forget, uh, we were at the, at the time it was the FCW Training Center, which uh, Steve Kern, Norman Smiley, Dusty Rhodes, Billy Kidman, they were, they were there at the time. Uh, we did a tryout there. And Dusty and Steve Kern, kind of beforehand, were talking about how you can't do wasted movements. You cannot do wasted movements in pro wrestling. And they used this example, The Undertaker. When he walked to the ring, I don't know if you ever paid attention to it, and I didn't up until this point. Every step he took was on the gong. Every time he did anything, there was timing to it. He worked on that entrance over and over until it got to. When he stopped and a gong hit, then he would turn and start walking to the ring. Every step he took up to get into the ring, was timed by the gong. And when you think about how detailed that is and what The Undertaker became, and you start looking at today's talent and how detailed MJF is on everything, up to the ring, right? On his pinky. MJF has it. And it will soon be at the top of AEW. I want to get into the NXT stand and deliver. Two matches uh, taking shape there. Finn Balor carrying Cross. That's going to be for the NXT title. Carrying Cross finally, I think, will uh, remember he won the NXT title and then uh, I believe it was uh, Torpec or his uh, rotator cuff. And then uh, he had to drop the title and then now he's back. Jordan Devlin from the NXT UK. Santos Escobar, they're going to unify the NXT Cruiserweight Championships. I'm here for that. I think they, look, man, Jordan Devlin can go. Santos Escobar can go. Not a bad thing. Molly Holly was uh, introduced as one of the inductees into the Hall of Fame this year. This week, Eric Bischoff, I'm back, announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. All for that. He deserves it for what he did uh, to push the bar, right? Because, again, 
WWE was in that frame of kind of coast mode, right? Ah, oh, everybody's going to watch the product anyways. Then WCW came along, what was it, 83 straight weeks. They beat the WWE in ring ratings. Then the Attitude Era took place. WWE didn't look back, ended up purchasing WCW from Ted Turner. Eric Bischoff comes in and works for Vince McMahon. And now we will see Eric Bischoff inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I wonder this, one thing I think Vince McMahon's going to do, come out and be the, the one to present him, just to be like a, ha-ha, I win, final time at the Hall of Fame. That would be interesting. Coming up next, Crosstalk, David Dwork. 444-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. High atop Inter-Miami CF Stadium. Squared Circle Digest is on the air. MLS season about ready to begin. Got some friendlies going on. This stadium will be packed. WrestleMania is going to have 25,000, I believe, now. It went down from 45,000, which was the initial number. Hey, Sean. Yes, sir. Speaking of WrestleMania, man, you really got me into this here, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really into it. Um, speaking of WrestleMania, I want to know if this is true because you definitely have way more knowledge than me. And since I'm one of the old school wrestlers, you know, I know a lot of the old names. I'm, I'm getting familiar with a lot of the new names now mm -hmm. and the new characters. Hulk Hogan. Yep. Is he really going to host WrestleMania? He is hosting it with Titus O'Neil. But uh, I thought they had some type of legal battle. I no, hate you. No, I want to kill no, you and no, kill no. all your kids type of animosity towards each other. No, um, the animosity toward them actually stemmed from something that Hulk Hogan had said in a video that came out referring to his daughter. And it was a racially motivated uh, comment, which I believe Titus O'Neil was one of the ones that uh, was very vocal about that comment. So, again, you know, I guess time heals all. Hogan did go and speak to the talent. Um, all stories said the talent kind of took it for what it was, just kind of a... Lame attempt at an apology, I guess, that uh, that it wasn't that type of – he kind of just seemed like, you know, I'm Hulk Hogan. I don't believe that. I don't speak that way. And, and to be honest with you, if, if that comes out of your mouth, it's kind of who you are in a way. Um, but I guess everything's kind of been walked back. Titus O'Neil, tremendous. What he does in the community of Tampa. Uh, he went to the University of Florida. Uh just his community outreach is is amazing what he does. Uh, just if you've watched, if you follow him on Instagram, Twitter, you've seen everything he's done. He's always out there with the police officers. There's teachers. There's Make-A-Wish. There's first responders. He's out there with the feeding. Everything he's always involved in. So Happy he's getting to host. He did end up hosting last year a little bit, if you remember when Gronk won the title and left. He hosted the ending of uh, last year. So I thought they were going to let one host one night, one host the other night. It looks like they're both going to basically 
double team and host uh, both nights. So it should be interesting. Uh, Titus O'Neill is, is great for the Tampa area. Hulk Hogan, also from Tampa, has got his uh, restaurant over there, the Hulk Hogan shop. It's there in Orlando, I believe, is the other one. I visited one in Orlando. It's pretty cool. If you're a wrestling fan, I do recommend you going there and, and looking at some of the merchandise and the different aspects of the red and yellow Hulkamania from 1984 when he won the belt to the NWO Hogan, back to the red and yellow, but with the pants to, yeah, what you get today, Hulk Hogan. He'll always be there. Again, him and, him and Vince McMahon have kind of orchestrated where we are today, right? Vince McMahon with the money took a chance, put it on a 305-pound monster from Venice Beach, California. They hit the eye of the tiger. He beats Iron Sheik, and the rest has been uh, history now. And that history led to AEW St. Patrick's Day Slam this Wednesday in a match that was a long time in the making, right? This is what AEW does. They make you wait and wait and wait, and man, do they let that payoff set. Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, the main event at St. Patrick's Slam. It was recorded. And some people were spoiling it. Some people were posting the spoilers. And it was almost, to me, what you saw was the I remembered back to when Mankind Mick Foley won the heavyweight title right remember what Tony Schiavone said on the thing oh and tonight uh, Mankind he'll win the WWE heavyweight title that'll put butts in the seats and at that moment a lot of TVs flipped from WCW to WWE and the war flipped as well. I wanted to look it through real quick and see, because, again, a lot of this did get out. I wanted to see what their ratings were like as far as what they did last week. And it looks like Dynamite, they were up this week. And uh, NXT was down 13%. And this was not, there was nothing really on Wednesday night that, that would affect these ratings. And you already kind of knew what Dynamite was. I didn't see the NXT spoilers. I don't look for spoilers. So unless they pop up on my Twitter or anything like that, I don't, I don't go out looking for spoilers. Uh, I'd rather just watch the shows and, and enjoy that. But it's interesting that their viewership was actually up on a show where you already knew what was going to happen, right? Very interesting. Up 3%. Only 3%, but still. But I want to dive into that main event because a couple things happened in this match. One, I had a good friend of mine reach out to me and, and kind of texted and he said, do I feel that the loss hurt Britt Baker? I don't think there's any losers in that match. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, Britt Baker won. 
Thunder Rosa won. The fans won. AEW won. Women's Wrestling won. The AEW Women's Wrestling Division won. That match was as hard-hitting as, as I, I've ever seen any match. Not any women's match. Any match. The latter split Britt Baker big time. And does she know how to work the camera? Right? Face, crimson mask. Reminded me almost of Ric Flair. Back in the days with the NWA heavyweight title, the WCW championship, right? She just looks into the camera and gives you that grin, that evil smirk. As a heel, she's basically flawless as a heel. You wanted Thunder Rosa to get a hold of her. You wanted Thunder Rosa to bloody her up. And that's exactly what they gave you, right? The old story of pro wrestling has always been this. The bad guy, right? The heel. Cheats does something dirty to the good guy, the face. The face is chasing after the bad guy for so long. Finally, they get to a match. The face wins out over the heel because good overcomes bad. It's the story of pro wrestling. And that story played out so well. And these two women put their bodies on the line. Death Valley drivers to ladders. Thunder Rose's finisher through a table. Reba got involved, put through a table. Britt Baker power slammed on thumbtacks. And I can tell you from... Knowing how it feels, it doesn't tickle. And as many that went into her back afterwards, oh, I'm sure after the cameras went off and the adrenaline wore off, it's not fun being a pincushion. It's not. Do I think it hurt Britt Baker? No. It elevated Thunder Rosa to a top-notch contender, and it kept and elevated Britt Baker as the antagonistic heel. Antagonistic, sorry. And by that I mean this. The day after, the day after, this is where social media has come in and played such an important role in pro wrestling. What does she do the day after this loss? She hops on and sends out a message to Thunder Rosa, you should have killed me. With her face a crimson mess. This is what AEW allows, right? With their programming. Being the elite, you have angles being shot there. Go back to the whole Matt Seidel, uh, Michael Nakazara, Zawa thing, right? He oils up the turnbuckle, Seidel does the slip. They work that into matches and and things on Dark and Dynamite. They use social media so well. And meanwhile, the other company is so worried about their talents on social media because they're not making the money from it. 
The money comes from the eyeballs on the product. Who's going to push your product better than the talent? If you allow them to. Everything on social media through WWE has to be approved by World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm going to get back into more AEW and then also look at NXT Stand and Deliver when we come back. Don't forget. Sunday's 9 a.m. Juan Cardona dominates the airwaves with Juan to Juan. From sneakers to video games to your favorite South Florida team. Tune in every Sunday to Juan on Juan exclusively. On the home for sports talk in South Florida, onsideradio.com. Listen to Onside Radio. Turn to Cats Radio right here, onsideradio.com. 